Hey everybody, welcome back to Expedition U, where we talk about all things investing, personal, financial, uh, mental, spiritual. Uh, James, how you doing today? Couldn't be better, Jason. Thank you. Excellent. Well, we find ourselves here on another finely sunny uh, Friday afternoon. These weather these last few days has been garbage. Uh, you know, I didn't live, I didn't move to Houston to be cold, right? <laughs> That's right. So, uh, James, introduce, we got a new friend here today, Gerald. Uh, introduce uh, Gerald and kind of where you guys met and uh, some of the dealings y'all have had here of recent. Yeah, Gerald and I have known each other for about a year. The uh, hustler, always on it. I mean, Excellent. everywhere we go, he, he meets somebody new. It doesn't matter where we go. Never met a stranger. Never met a stranger. And uh, I love those kind of people, you know, connectors, mm -hmm. just networkers, always looking to add value to others, figure out how you can do business. I mean, he gets it out in, in you know, a minute or two. Hey, what do you do? <laughs> That's, it's as quick as possible. So, uh, yeah, I like being around those people. He's just well connected. And uh, Gerald and I, uh, we kind of met funny. Pretty funny. Uh, you can you go into the story on how we met. It's pretty interesting. Well, so, uh, man, thanks, James. Um, I appreciate that and the great talk that you, that you just gave me. But um, anyhow, so I was trying to get into real estate and searching for people and trying to find people in meetings as everybody does. Um, found Monica Foss and she was like, you know what, why don't you call this guy? And it was James. Mm -hmm. And so I reached out to him. I'm headed, you know, headed to the lease with my wife in the truck and I'm talking to him for about two hours, pull over, we start talking and the rest is pretty much history. Start doing deals together. And man, So um, prior to meeting James, how many, how many real estate deals had you done? Zero. So fast forward 12 months, how many deals you done? 13. Well, 13, and then I've got another three on the market right now. On the market being worked on or on the market on for they're, sale? They're ready to, yeah, they've been they're flipped. just waiting for a buyer. Yeah, they're just waiting. Well, they're under contract, actually, thank <laughs> well, God. Well, so. even better. And then I got one we're flipping in uh, North Shore, and, and most of this is all King James Lending, and thanks to James, man, it's been a been an excellent venture. And That's good. Yeah, man, it's been really great. So... In this first year, tell me, you know, because like I had mentioned before, we talk we talk about real estate, and obviously a lot, a lot of our stuff goes back to real estate because that's what a lot of us deal in. Sure. But as far as in investing, right? What have you aside from the tangible buying, investing in the house? What have you invested the most in in this first year to position yourself for exponential growth? Man, that's a really good question. I have invested the most in myself. Being around people like you, Jason, and get trying to get around people like James. And my main deal is just, <clears throat> you know, it's like, I mean, we don't have much time to really network with somebody, so I need to get it out there fast. So, like, you know, when my I... My name's Gerald. I want to make yeah, more money. How can yeah, you help me? Yeah. Well, my thing is, is how can I add value? And that would sure. be what I'm going to ask you before I leave here is, like, how can I add value to you so that sure. I can be around more people like you that are doing more deals, right? So, I feel like with me, you know, one of my main questions that I like to ask people, and it rarely gets answered, is how are you bringing deals in? You know, and so my thing is, is people ask me that as well. And it's, I really haven't put a whole lot of money into marketing. It's just, you know, networking and getting around the right people, shaking hands and getting to know people. Or, I mean, if somebody's next to me playing golf, it's, man, I want to shake their hand. And what's this guy do? Maybe he can add value to me or even mm -hmm. better if I could add value to him, you know? You know, that's getting harder and harder <coughs> in today's society because, you know, and I talk about this all the time, but, you know, you've got an entire generation that's staring down at their phone. Yep. You got another tired generation that doesn't want anything to do with that generation. You know, I mean, and there's everything's becoming so divided that you walk up, somebody, you go walk up and shake, stick your hand out, and they go, what are you doing? Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. I mean, it, and it's hard, you know, but, I agree. you know, at the same time, 
you can read so much so quickly on people, and I think that to succeed in in business, not in real estate, but in business, you have to be able to get that that fifteen second vibe. I agree. You know, you gotta you gotta know. Okay, cool. And I'm not saying judge people, but I'm just saying you can tell pretty damn quick by watching a guy at the checkout counter in front of you at the grocery store. But you know what's wild about that is not everybody can do that. I was talking with him about that yesterday. I think that's like a God given talent. About judging. Well, you know, just figuring out what kind of. Well, we don't like to use the word judging. (laughs) We like to use the word evaluating. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I mean, you can. You know, the. I think the soul has something inside of it that can sense. Now, maybe you're more trusting, and and that opens you up to get taken advantage of. So, I mean. And you're, but you're right. I mean, not everybody's good at that. Because if they were, I wouldn't be married. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And I'm not. Sure. And let me make sure For I'm sure. clear on that. Yeah. My wife's obviously not as good as I am because she married me. Yeah. Right. That's, That's what right. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know. So, but no, you're right. I mean, and, and the thing I think you hit the nail on the head when it's the number one thing you're investing in has to be you. Yeah. You know. Um. And I think everybody comes to a certain moment. You know, I've had, I can, I can immediately, and I would challenge you guys because I'll, I'll come back. I won't put you on the spot, but pick out like your, your two breakthrough moments personally, internally, because I have a couple that were just absolutely, uh, what's the name? Uh, I think it's Robert Frost. Darian's going to kill me because this is her favorite. Uh, Author? The, well, was it Frost? It was a, it's a, it's a poet and he talks about, I came to the fork to, in yeah, the road and I took, I took the road less traveled. Sure. You know, and I've had these, I've had two specific moments in my life where there was a crossroad and I went this direction and, and things exponentially improved for me, for my family, for my children, for my income, for my mental and physical health, well-being, you know? And so, I mean, it sounds like a year ago, you kind of had a breakthrough moment, you know? So I mentioned, you mentioned that you're in, uh, or have been for some time, in uh, commercial and residential construction. Yes, sir. I mean, so right there, like, you're a machine waiting for that catalyst, right? Because, I mean, you have the one thing that we're all looking for. That's a good point. Like, every investor is looking for a contractor that's worth a shit. Yeah. Excuse my language. Good honest, yeah. Good honest you know, contract. that Our shows fine, up on time. <laughs> you know, so, uh, uh, James, we're doing those deals up in the panhandle. And uh, contractors came out, and I said, and I'd already talked with them, and I had a really good vibe on them. But my agent was meeting them there. I said, "Hey, I said I want to know three things. I said I want to know what time they show up to this initial meeting for the walkthrough. I want to know how forward they are in their speaking with you. Did they look you in the eye? How are they that?" I said, "I want to know if they're walking around taking pictures, or are they writing everything down?" Okay. And that was the three things I wanted to know because I already had a good vibe. And she calls me, and she's like. Uh, he was 10 minutes early, he's got pad and paper, he's writing everything down, and his English sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Which the, last, the last one I don't care about. Yeah, like, I'll yeah, hire a translator. You know, but I mean, and it's just those things, you know, but what, if you guys could find a breakthrough moment. Now, Gerald, I'll give you a second, but James, I know that you you focus and you you relive these moments looking for the next breakthrough. What What is one of your moments? Well, it's fine, it's fine. that's a good question. So... You'd said the road less traveled, and I was just hit me and thinking about it. So when my when I met my wife, mm-hmm. you know, at the time, she had said she had it as a goal that her husband would be educated. 
Right? I, I remember the story. Dad, you know, I've never, I didn't have a degree. I didn't have anything. I was running my dad's companies, and mm-hmm. that's what I was planned on doing. So getting a degree was, there was no point to me to do that. So you, I took that as a challenge from, from this. It was morning. part of the application process. Yeah, it was part of the application process. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. But think about how many people would have said, like on our first or second date, mm-hmm. she, threw a, she threw a standard out there. Sure. And, and and either I was going to adhere to it or not. And she wanted to get that out right away. Look, you will have a degree because this is what I've planned. Now, th- think about the road less traveled. Sure. Most people would have traveled right on out of that relationship. Yeah, I'm already making good money. I've already got a future. You know, if you don't love me for me. That's, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Which was, would, I mean, think about of all the people that would have sat there, would, would not most people, I mean, Ninety nine percent. I mean, on first. Or well, there's there's date. kudos on both sides. Of that it was a breakthrough for you, but also her having the moxie to know what her value was. Yes. Right. Yes. You know, I'm not looking for something short term. You know, I've I've always told my daughters and my son this, and this is this is going to come across terrible. Um, but there's people you date, and there's people you marry. Right. And you know, at every different evolution in life, that means different things. You know, but. That conversation, that's a Marion conversation because that's somebody that's already visualizing a future, yeah. you know, and then they're imparting that on you, yes. you know. That's cool. I like that. I was that. ready for it, too. Sure. So I'm right at one point, I would have said, yeah, yeah. I, there would have been no, you know, who do you, you know, who do you think you are to bring that up that fast? Yeah. I mean, just what, you right? don't know me. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I was ready for that conversation, and I was ready to be inspired by Well, you know what they say. When the student is ready, the teacher will arrive. Yes. Right? Well, I mean, you know. So, teacher. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, you've that catalyst, you know, uh, Mr. Uh, biology degree over here, Jack behind the camera, will, or microphone will say this better, but, you know, there are certain chemicals that, that have a catalytic effect against each other, right? And if it takes three chemicals and you put two together, nothing happens. When you add mm-hmm. the third, it matters, right? But you can, any combination of those three without all three together is nothing. Right, I mean, so exactly. that you had to be ready to hear it. She had to be ready to say it, and then y'all both had to be ready to deal with, you know, what came of it. I, I could, you know, that's a great thought, really great thought. That was a huge breakthrough. I, I could tell. You, it took a little while to four play years. Out. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> four years yeah. for a college degree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I needed something like that at that time in my life. I need somebody to hold me to a higher standard. Sure. So that was like that was the, probably the biggest catalyst. That's good. That I've had. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Joe, what about you? Man, so for me, um, several years ago was when I got into business, and it was power washing company. Um, of course, power washing is you know you can go out and get a power washer from Home Depot or Lowe's, and guess what? You got I'm a in, business. I'm in business. <laughs> That's right. So, well, I started out doing that, and you know I was I was kind of in construction and kind of transferring over to this because the construction company's going bankrupt and. It was about that time I really started growing just from knocking on doors. Didn't even really, you know, know much about sales. It, all I knew how to do was just be myself. And um, about that time I was, and I never really wanted to charge anybody a thousand bucks. So anything I would do was nine ninety nine. It didn't matter if it was fifteen hundred bucks or whatever. And I had a guy that talked to me at that time was like, you know, why are you so cheap and all this stuff? And then he kind of started teaching me and telling me that you know when you when you learn to give that 
you can learn to accept what you're charge, you know, what you're mm-hmm. what you're going to charge a client or whatever, because giving kind of teaches you that as well. But you're able sure. to offer such a, a better service with that, and you know, kind of goes into a little bit of religion there with tithing. And a, a friend had taught me about tithing about that same time, and it just it's you know it's just all came to light and it's starting to come to light even more. And I think this year my vision is just really clear from that you know from that catalyst catalyst for me that it had broke through. So, I mean, you did 13 properties in the last year. And what I love about what you heard of staying is that that breakthrough moment for you was really somebody, it was it was a side product of somebody investing in you, mm-hmm. you know, taking the yeah. time to have an honest conversation and, and investing right. in you. So, and I mean, based on just the context of what you just said, it sounds like you want to do that or do that for other people. Absolutely. I mean, have you had opportunities in this last year or since you went into business to, to like, cultivate somebody and you can kind of see them and maybe whether they stayed with you or not. And it could have been a, I mean, James, you, you and I both know you'll have a, a sidebar comment to somebody at one of your meetings or you have a, a conference or whatever. And then months later, somebody comes back and is like, Hey, I just wanted you to know that that X, Y, Z that you said was huge. And I went and I did this and you're like, cool. You know, I don't remember saying that. It sounds like me, sure. you know, but I mean, and, but well, they've done it, that for me a lot. Well, and you've been likewise. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was sitting here for five minutes before we started the podcast, you know, and Gerald, you throw out an idea and then I'm like, Hey, I like that. Why don't you do this? And James is over there making notes, you know I mean? But that's, that's, that's that catalyst. You got the three parts of the catalyst, right? And so, you know, that's such a big piece about this. You know, we were talking about before, um, and I think that this is business. It's, it's personal. Um, it's relational. Um, you know, the snake eating its tail. You guys ever heard about that before? You ever heard that term, the snake eating its tail? You know, when when something becomes so hungry and it's and it's running in this never ending loop, right? And it's in business can be that way, marriage can be that way, uh, business relationships, friends. You know, you get so busy and you're so hungry that it ends up it ends up feasting on itself, right? And so, but at some point, you have to in whether it's investing personally or investing in your business, you have to to slow it down. You know, it's like that moment in the movie where everything just becomes this this slow motion thought. And you have to, I mean, you can't say, hey, I'm taking the next week off to think, right? You know, so you have to find these quiet moments where you can look and say, okay, listen, this is going so great, but this end of my business is catching up so fast on the other side, I'm going to have to bring in other people, or I'm going to have to motivate these people. I have to promote this guy. All right. I'm going to have to let go of this, this piece of what I do so that I can take the God's eye view of my business or whatever. And you know, that's, but that's part of that journey. And and honestly, the funny thing is, is for me, and I would love to hear y'all's feedback on this is in my marriage or in uh, my business, those moments right before that breakthrough are the scariest because it's that moment before you have clarity that you look around and you see all these amazing things that are going on, but you don't necessarily have an exact handle on how you created it. So you don't know how to regenerate it. I don't know how to make that again. Right. And so without removing yourself and really stopping and looking at that, the snake will eat its tail. You know, it's like how many of these huge Enron, right? Enron freaking ate itself. Bunch of greedy ass bastards that, I mean, it imploded. You know, I mean, but there's so many businesses like that that have this meteoric rise and then crash and burn, you know, because it feasted on itself. 
And so I guess my question to y'all would be on the on the daily, the weekly, the, you know, whatever your schedule is, where do you find those quiet moments? I mean, without getting too personal, I know you love to read in the shower or think in the shower, right? <laughs> <laughs> you built that big ass shower and just lay there and chill and think, right? Yeah. Just let it rain on you. I, dude, I, I, I'm not going to lie. There's been times where, like, I need a James shower. I mean, you know, I, I'm going to have to redo my bathroom. You know, but uh, where do y'all find those quiet moments where you can really I like think? to walk as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I walk. I, I try to get 10,000 steps every day. Okay. Nine to 10,000 steps. You have to walk more properties. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm at three or 4,000, say, on a Monday, and you know, a lot of days I was in meetings, you know, I might be at 2,000 steps or three, and I'll go walk. Sure. At night. And we walk over there where we walked at, you know, in the park. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a good time to slow down a little bit and think about what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? Who said something to me that maybe I can, you know, just reflecting. What do they say? Reflection takes experience and turns it into insight. Mm-hmm. So insight sure. into what to do, what not to do. What to do more of, what to do less of. Who to be around more, who to be less around more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, those usually happen a lot. You know, Bill Gates, every year toward the end of the year, goes recluse. Did you know this? And he takes, wow. takes a bunch of books, and for like two weeks out of every year, at the end of the year, it's like in December, mm-hmm. he leaves. And he goes by himself. To his private island? Yeah, to his private island. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody around, and he just reads for two weeks straight. That's awesome. That sounds like a hell of a vacation. Nobody around, and he said that's where a lot of his his really good ideas have come from. Was that period? I don't so doubt he, that. He literally puts it in his calendar. This is going to be my my time. Sure. Interesting. What about you, Joe? Man, I like to read a lot. I like to read a lot, but um, my quiet time comes at five a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, speaking of like growth, that's one thing you know. I think about every morning is growing, but as I grow, I know that my schedule may have to change. So if I got to start getting up at 4.30 and I can get two hours worth of work done in that 30 minutes, well, then I'll do it. So I think, you know, there's a little bit of sacrifice there, but it comes with that growth moment. But reading, I think, is, you know, man, it's you got to teach your kids to read. They got to love it and they got to want it because I think that's very important in life. And um, You know, the amazing thing about reading is that you can have a conversation and an internal dialogue with somebody that you would otherwise never have access to. That's right. And there's a really good book on reading right now called The Untethered Soul. It kind of goes with the stressed out manifester, but in mm-hmm. that book, you would. It's What's kinda, it called? The, the, the Untethered Soul. It's you write that such, down such a good book. And it goes into it's about being centered, mm-hmm. consciousness, understanding your consciousness, you know, and, you know, you sit there quiet and just the thoughts that are in your head. It's kind of like what we, what we tell ourselves when we talk, right? You know, so uh, my quiet moments are here in the office in the morning because I get here before everybody else. And that's kind of. And I'm and I'm working and I'm going through stuff, but it's it's quiet. Nobody's beating down my door. If you guys come out here on a Tuesday afternoon and sit in my office for an hour, you'll be like, "How the hell do you get anything done?" Because I mean, it's it's one person after the next, and they're working on deals, and I love it, and it's awesome. The energy is fantastic, but those I'm not accomplishing anything during that time other than you know being of service to my team. But for whatever reason, and I had a huge, huge moment uh, in church during Christmas Eve services because it's one of the few times when my brain is quiet, right? And so <laughs> I, got, I got in a little bit of trouble 
but we're sitting there at Christmas Eve services just a few weeks ago, and there's something that I've been working on, and I've, I've really I needed I needed like a resolution to how to go forward, and this like twelve step plan blew through my brain in like two and a half seconds. Wow! And I looked over at my wife, and I was like, "Don't yell at me, but when we get out, just say like X Y Z or whatever." And she's like, you're supposed to be paying. I was like, I know. I am. Just when we get out, you know, and we get in the car afterwards. And I was like, hey, that thing we've been working on, it's like, I'm going to I'm gonna approach this person and it's going to do this, this, and this, and this. And this is why they're going to do it. And this is how it's going to help them. And it's going to be a win, win, win for everybody and it's everything else. And then three weeks later, it manifested wow. and it's done. You know, I mean, and it's it's huge. That's but it's, awesome. it's, it's having those quiet moments where you can sit back you know, it's almost like one of those shows where you watch, you know, the spirit kind of lifts out of the body and you're kind of looking at everything going, hmm, and you can evaluate it from the third person, yeah. you know, and you have to mentally have those times where you can really, you know, evaluate yourself, you know, because I'm so busy being me, right? Okay. James, you're so busy being James to like this growing number of people, you know, that sometimes you got to be able to step outside and you know, maybe I shouldn't have said that that way, or maybe I should have, you know, given that person more time, or maybe I should not have given that person that much time, you know, or, you know, whatever it is. And I think that that's just so important. Man, I like to travel too. Traveling, I mean, there ain't no, no better place to explore your mind than Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to places like that. But I mean, we'll take short little, you know, New Braunfels and Canyon Lake and stuff and just, and you'd be surprised what you can, what you can find within yourself sitting on a patio with the sun shining on you just, Letting it all go and kind of taking it all in at the same time. It's my wife makes fun of me. She found out several years ago that the best vacation she can take me on is a cruise. And we've talked about this, and that's because my phone turns off yep. when you get outside. But she she knows that I'm a snob. I am a 100% vacation snob because I never go anywhere. But when I go, I'm getting the best room. Oh yeah, you know I, I only go on vacation one way, and so um, we. Uh, she takes me on these cruises, but I'm like, I'm not going unless I got a balcony and I take like two books. And she's like, you're such an old man. And I'm like, when I go on vacation, I said, I'm not sitting by the pool. I said, I'm not going to go to the bingo hole with you. I said, I'm going to go to the poker table and the balcony to read. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's, that's vacation for me. You know, but just sitting out there in the open horizon in a good book. And uh, last time I went, I think I was reading that uh, Shut Up and Listen for, for Tita, mm -hmm. which I thought was an interesting book. And, you know, just you got to, we forget to stop, right? I mean, how many calls you had this morning, James? It's still going on. I'm still going on. <laughs> phone at 9 a.m. Yeah. Mm hmm I did. Seriously, it was, it was like, what? For, I had 100% phone out when I got up going. I mean, it was, when I first got into real estate, you know, I was waiting for my phone to ring. And then I would kind of judge internally for whatever reason, like how busy I was with like phone text. And so I would come home and tell Shelly, I was like, and I had, I had 97 text messages and 45 calls today. And then it reached a point where I stopped counting. Cause I was like, I had 225 <laughs> text messages and 125 calls, you know? And so that, but I'm just never happy. Cause then when the next day, when my phone doesn't ring and I'm like, I'm going out of business. <laughs> <laughs> the snake's eating his tail. <laughs> for real. <laughs> So what is uh, what is your your goal for this year? I mean, what is your your moonshot, unachievable but achievable goal this year? Ten Airbnbs and forty flips. I like that. Yeah, excellent. You know what's funny is 
in, in, I don't think this is specific to what we do, right? You know, because you came in, the first thing you asked me was, Jason, what do you do? Well, thank you for welcoming me into your office. Who are you and what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, and this is not specific to what we do, but I was talking to somebody uh, a couple days ago, a uh, good friend of mine, and he's like wanting to, he's sitting on the sidelines. I just got to save up some more money and then I can invest in a property. I'm like, how much you got? He's got like, I got like, I got like 20 grand. I was like, bro. Wait, wait, no. What? What are you, What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, with the right deal, uh, yeah. you know, at a seventy percent deal, you got more than enough to cover the interest and the carrying costs. Let's go. I agree. You know, I mean, but I think that that translates into wanting to buy an Airbnb or you know going out and finding a joint venture partner yeah. or you know I want to own a commercial building. You ever own one? No. How are you going to do it? I don't know, but I'm going to own one. It's coming. You know, right? I mean, and it's that. Analysis, paralysis, you know, fear or whatever, but that's where you don't have to, you know, be in this great big position to do all this stuff. Jack and I had an amazing conversation this morning. So do you mind if I talk about our conversation? So Jack is currently looking for wedding venues. So he's engaged and they're in that spot. And uh, anyways, and so he's like, yeah, we went out to this beautiful wedding venue. It's out, you know. You're looking at him to marry. Yes, to to get married for him to use. And uh, anyways, and so he started talking about, he's like, you know, and they do this and they do that. I said, hold on a second, Jack. I said, let me ask you something. I said, a year ago, I said, have you seen the, a difference in the way that you look at things than you did a year ago? And that what he was talking about was he walks in there and they're shopping for a wedding venue, but he's looking at their charges. He's looking at their overhead. He's looking at how much the dirt's probably worth, how much it cost to build that building, you know? And he's like, no, absolutely. You know, I, he goes, I do that with everything now. I said, you know, in those movies when like they got this, this savant brainiac from MIT and they put this math problem up on the board and all the board, the letters float off the board and he starts going through in his brain. And that's what we do. Like I walk into a target or I walk into a mom and pop coffee shop and I'm going, yeah, well, we go down to Pelican Grill. I'm going, okay, their rent here is probably 12 bucks a foot, 3,500 square feet. They got 15 people in here. You know, cost of goods is probably that. I mean, it's just, I, I do that everywhere that I go. Always, you know, it, but it, I love it. My wife hates it. You know, I love it. But, um, you know, how can we do a better job at finding a way to bring those people up because so many people assume and it's what Jack would said was he goes you know a year ago I would have walked into this wedding venue and said some dude with a bunch of money built this thing and it's just a place where he parks his money makes more money but you got to have the money to do this right and you don't right you got to have the relationships you got to have I mean you got to have some money you know but you don't have to have six figures or seven figures sitting in your bank to get started you know in any business and how can we do a better job or become a megaphone on speaking to people, you know, I know that you're you, Gerald. You said you do this just in and having conversations. You don't meet a stranger, right? No, you know, you walk all. up and shake hands, <laughs> yeah. and you know, somebody's got questions, and they see. It's very easy, I think, to see success in the eyes of person of a person, right? I agree. You know how they carry themselves, how they dress, you know, how they speak, how they you know, converse, you know, but. That would be my big question. It's something that I'm constantly thinking of, especially right now. It's it's heavy on me. Is how can I do a better job of becoming a megaphone of success for people outside of me? You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. What do you mean by that? 
showing people that everything that you've achieved, that I've achieved, that Gerald's achieved, that the people around us have achieved is completely attainable by anybody in any class sure. with any bank account and becoming a megaphone you know, for that. Just a thought on that. I, I run into an issue with a, with a guy, and I, and I really think it was this. I think that I gave him hope mm -hmm. and a vision that it was possible, but he wasn't willing to put in the work to make it happen. Sure. And I think he resented me for the hope. Hope is dangerous. Yeah, I agree. Extremely dangerous. Well, you, okay, the, the perfect analysis to hope being dangerous is saving a drowning person. And the statistics on how many people drown yep. by trying to save someone who's drowning. You know, because they're so scared and you're that ray of hope and they're clawing at you to get above water so they can breathe. And what do they do? They drown you, you know? So that's why if you're going to bring people into that circle, you got to be strapped up with your life preserver. You got to have your little unicorn, uh, you know, floaties on, your arm waders, the whole thing. And now I'm going to help you. And it's no different than on the plane. You know, put the mask on yourself, then your child. That's right. Right? And you're right, though. But hope, hope is so powerful and in the wrong hands, very dangerous, you know, only yeah. because of the fact that you have taken somebody, you've shown them a glimpse of what is possible, which makes them hate the reality worse. Yes. If yeah. that makes any yeah, sense. Man, that's, that's, that's dangerous. That's something I learned. I had to but it wouldn't stop back. you from doing it again. No, I think it would be laying out the reality, you know. Sure. Maybe sooner and clearer. And there's a certain amount of hope building well, someone like Gerald would hear that and get inspired and get out there and be willing to do whatever it takes. Sure. Right? So that's the, the key there. Are you willing to do what's necessary with that hope? Or do you take the hope and just have hope? Yeah. <laughs> or are they going to use that as a megaphone? You know, if he instills into me, then like you said, I'm going out there and, man, this guy, James, this guy, you know, but it's if they're not willing to we, – we, we met with a guy here the other day and it was just like, you know, the guy just – he just there's no vision. He doesn't. He just can't see. And so it's if they don't have the same vision or even nowhere near, they're not, they're, how are they ever going to even run into any opportunity, right? Well, and I think you also have to be really cautious. And I'm 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 this is in my head because I'm doing this. We're la I'm launching a tech company, and we, all of our investors. It's got you know, one page of how badass this is, and twelve pages of everything that could go wrong. Right, you know, because when you're putting, when you're asking people to put money, I mean, you got to be straight up about it. You got to go, hey, this is what it is. You get it, you like it, yes, awesome. It could die here, it could die here, it could die here, and you have to have all this other stuff, you know. And uh, what's that? Uh, they have that tagline that they use everywhere, uh, like when these investment platforms on the radio says, uh, uh, "Past performance is not a guarantee of future results." Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. but with people. Although past performance is not a guarantee of future results, it's a pretty damn good indicator. Because yeah. you can be functioning really, really highly at a low income position. Yeah. Right? I would rather have the best employee from McDonald's than the shittiest employee from Merrill Lynch. I agree. That's just me. Yeah. Because that guy knows how to hustle. Mm -hmm. This guy... Maybe he went to the right school. Maybe somebody knows somebody or whatever else, you know. But I don't want the guy that's hiding in the closet trying to see how little he can do. You know, the guy that's 
point. You know, this pushing the broom and says, eventually I'm going to make it to the cook line. That's the guy I want. <laughs> yeah. Right? I, I mean, because he's got, he's got aspirations. Absolutely. You know, so, I mean, again, you don't, I don't try to ever judge anyone, but at well, the same time. break. Yeah. That's what he needs. He needs somebody on that megaphone going, yes. hey, dude, you've got an amazing work ethic. You know, let's get a team of broom sweepers. Yeah. And I you agree, can manage yeah. them. <laughs> you know. So uh, we've got a little bit of time here left. Uh, James, what is, uh, I said, you got a bunch of stuff going on right now. And we had a great conversation. And I'm going to give you a, a shameless plug here. So I know that your personal business, King James Lending, has been exploding as of late. Yes? Yes. And I know that uh, from that, I mean, your your sphere of influence is growing and you're meeting a lot of great new people. And what are you looking for right now that would that would help you the most in your business? Because I know that whenever you're looking for, you're always looking for a way to put back into those individuals. Yeah. Is there anything specific that you need right now? I need more uh, broom sweepers. <laughs> okay. McDonald's broom sweepers, yep. hustlers. You're looking for people that aren't there yet, but have the will, the desire to learn, and the drive to yeah. to make anything happen that that can. I met a guy this morning, or had a call this morning before I got here. Uh, he had a commercial property in uh, the valley, million dollars, and he had a buyer sign for one point three million. Okay, it's a wholesale deal. He was, he was great. Like, he was needing uh, transactional funding because he he couldn't. Pass. Couldn't spread the yeah, gap. He couldn't, well, he couldn't spread. You know, he couldn't assign $1.3 million mm-hmm. and show a $300,000 gain like that. Well, so, he could, but it's not advisable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the call was, hey, man, you know, can you can you help me uh, bring a million, you know, can you bring a million dollars? And then, you know, it's the same date, so you'll fund you'll fund it, and then you'll get right back. Sure. He's a young guy. I never, you know, just hustling. Out there, I mean, he'd be the epitome of that. He actually worked for Net Worth in Houston, mm-hmm. and then went back and kind of got inspired by it. And is sure. Been, and uh, so it, the conversation was, "What would you charge me to bring a sure. million dollars to the table?" Yeah. Yeah, so we worked it out, and we That's we're good. gonna do it. Yeah, we're gonna do it. Well, with that kind of spread, I guarantee he's got juice left on the table. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did a one one and a half percent. So it'd be okay. yeah, on a million dollars, it'd be fifteen thousand dollars. Basically, I right. take a million dollars up there and I get back a million. Let me see, fifteen for three hundred. Yes, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but a guy like that, young guy, caught a break, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, well, he's also not afraid to make the phone call. He's not afraid. How what is he? Got early twenties. Yeah, probably like. And he had the balls to call somebody and go, "Can I borrow a million dollars for a day?" That's great. Yeah, and he done that a number of people. Uh, yeah, I wasn't the first, but we connected, right? Sure. So, I mean, it was he was like, "Man, I don't really care what you charge me." To be honest with you, that was kind of the end, <laughs> that was that was the end of the conversation. I was like, I see where you could help me in a lot of different. So that's a part of that janitor that you're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're seeing same with people that that join you know Franklin Group. Mm-hmm. They're seeing you as their mentor and somebody that will make this can make this happen for me. Sure. And it's more than just a transaction. It's more than just a fee that they're paying you. It's like, no, this he is going to help me get to my goals. Well, and that's the whole thing is, you know, you talk all the time about that you want the money that you lend to be the least valuable thing that you do. And I think when when we're growing our team, our family, which is really what we consider here in the office is our, is our work family, is that 
I want the tangible aspect of what we do for them to be cannon fodder. I just want that to be, yeah, that's, yeah, they provide offices. Yeah, they got transaction coordination services. Yeah, they've got that. I want, I want a picture of their dream. You know, I want to be, I want to be in the flux of what's growing. I want to see everybody growing. I mean, it's just that, that energy that comes from it. We've got a brand new agent signed on. Matter of fact, came in, I talked to him last Tuesday, a week ago Tuesday. He came in and signed up on Wednesday. Friday put a property under contract. Uh, been with EXP for a few months and hadn't really gotten it to stick. Uh, he's here for three days. Now, granted, this is not me. This is him. Sure. You know, I'm not taking credit for what he's doing. Uh, but the energy, I take some credit for that. And then you talk to him, Matt. You know, and now he's found another deal that he's looking to buy to to do a quick flip on. And that's that's what I want. Sure. You know, and I want. You know, right now we're going to be at. 15 or 16 agents by the end of January, and I want 25 by the end of the year. So what I'm looking for this year is people that are looking for FNGs, right? And I won't yeah. say what that is. Y'all can figure it out. But I want brand new agents that are hungry, that are broke. And by broke, I don't mean you have to like be living under a bridge. But, I mean, I want you to be financially motivated. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so if you guys know anybody, we would love to hear creating. from them. Yeah, your cult. That's the culture you're creating. That's what I'm looking for too. Mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily a realtor, but an investor who's wanting sure. to do something special. That's the, who else? Well, all my guys come to you for money anyway, so you're good. <laughs> it's ancillary growth. <laughs> but you know what? Who's going to do something? Mm-hmm. Who are going to be the millionaires in the future? Yeah, it's the people who are the brooms. Got the broom. Says I want to do such a good job that I become the manager of the broom holders, and then the manager of the. That's the guy's going to do. Jacks of the world who say this is where I want to be, that's who's getting there. The guys sure. who don't even see that as a possibility aren't getting there. They're never getting there. Right. It's only the guys who can see it. That's who you're hoping to find is that who can see it and then who are willing to work for it. Now they're not just sitting on every tree out here. You know, it's not an easy thing to find. Do you no, agree but, with that? no, I completely agree. The other thing that I really, really look for is people that. And this is this may not come out right. That are not interested in incremental growth. In, incremental growth is. I went from the seventh grade to the eighth grade to the ninth grade. You know, I I bought a house and then I wholesaled a house and then I flipped a house and then I bought an Airbnb and then I bought a whatever and then ten years later they've got three rentals. You know, I or the guy that came in. I'm looking for people that go, hey, cool, I flipped a house. I need 12 now. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's, I want people that have got great, big aspirations. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, that's that's what I want. Because, you know, I can always pull your dream back a little bit and and get you to to see a little reservation. I like that. But I don't want to have to paint your picture for you. Well, you think is anybody painting your picture? Nobody's painting my picture. <laughs> That's for sure. I'd like to have, you know, like you're talking about, just I, I need some hustlers this year. I need some people that are, you know, an acquisitions manager. Um, I mean, you know, it's you, you manifest that kind of in your, in your, you know. But you're willing really. to put out the money, too. Oh, yeah. When, you're t- when you start throwing out terms like acquisitions manager, that ain't cheap and it ain't free. No, that's right. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> and it's scary. Like we talked about earlier, too. It's like, man, you know, I got to go find my quiet place and think about this. <laughs> <laughs> maybe pray on it. Maybe yeah, talk to my right. CPA. You know, and then, but sometimes, though, that's the thing, though, is you can look back at your, I got my 1099 from my brokerage yesterday and about crap my pants. Yeah. 
I mean, I know what I did in sales last year, but I don't do the numbers. I let Shelly run all the numbers, and I've got, I looked at that number, and it was big. Scary so, big, yeah. It's scary. And yeah. I pay taxes every month. I pay a bunch of taxes every month, and I got a big tax bill coming. I do, too. Yeah, I, I bet <laughs> you do. <laughs> you know, but the thing is, is that, you know, you got to be um, willing to sometimes go backwards. You know, like we hired somebody on full-time in the office, and you've got to be, where's that money come from? Yep. Right? Unless you're just stockpiling money away that comes out of your pocket. But you, know, but you have to be willing to take that one step backward, not for those two steps forward. The two steps sucks. Nobody's making money on two steps forward. I'm going to take one step backwards to gain up some steam and jump 12 feet yeah. forward. Mm, you know, that's because good. that's that's what I'm interested yeah. in. And not only that, but when I jump, I want somebody to put a rubber band behind my ass and like a ta- I need a tailwind. <laughs> you know, I want it to be downhill, you know. <laughs> But anyways, I know we're running out of time. Uh, Gerald, thank you so much yeah, for being here for today. Great. The vehicle it. plays a big role in that. The yeah. vehicle play makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. I mean, you're picking real estate to take that jump. Absolutely. And that's, that's. I mean, if I was trying to make in, uh, huge strides in bicycle sales, <laughs> I'm probably in trouble. Or power, hiring power washer guys. <laughs> Hey, you yeah. know what? If you get power washing, start a franchise. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton yeah, of those right. ton of those broom pushers. Yep. You know, you go, hey, listen, I'll put up the ten thousand in equipment. I need, you know, you to get a bond for this much X Y Z. Uh, you've got a good, reliable vehicle, and we'll franchise it out. You can own it over the next three years. In the meantime, I'm going to take twenty five percent of the profits, and then until the trailer and equipment's paid off at one hundred and fifty percent of my investment, and then I'll take twenty five percent royalties on anything that you yep. do over three years. Yep, you could start up. System and just twenty five of those guys doing that and have and be making ten grand a month and you're and you're building people. I agree. I love it. Yep. So awesome. Everybody have a great week. James, you too, sir. Have a wonderful week. Appreciate and you, uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Make sure you guys hit the subscribe button. Come back next week. Thank you awesome. for tuning in. Bye. Hey.